morning, Shiloh. 2018 was an amazing year of service to our community and world. And we hope that those pictures and totals really show you a glimpse of what God accomplished through us. How he grew us to give more, whether that was of our time and service or our generous donations that blessed so many people here in Jasper and all the way to places like India and Rwanda. We cannot thank you enough. And we are so excited for this year because we know that with God, all things are possible. And if he calls us to be vital to this community, there's no telling what our faith can do. Maybe even move some mountains and change the world. So today is Second Mile Sunday. Many of you know this as Faith Promise Sunday, which it still is. We just decided to give it a new name this year. So Second Mile Sunday, or Faith Promise Sunday, is a special day when we really focus on outreach and missions, when we really take the time to see how we can be vital to the community and how we can ultimately change the world through God's leading. So what does Second Mile Sunday mean? It actually stems from a Bible verse in the book of Matthew. Jesus says in Matthew 5, 41, If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. During this time, Roman soldiers could actually force citizens of Israel and even foreigners to carry their backpacks of equipment for them for one mile, but only one mile. They even had mile markers to do that, just like we do for that reason. And these backpacks were heavy, like 60 pounds heavy. So for Jesus to ask them to carry the backpacks an extra mile too while they're at it was absolutely crazy. But Jesus was actually creating an opportunity for them. And this even applies for us in everyday life, at school, at home, at work, and even here at church. This opportunity was for discipleship. Who in their right mind, especially in that time, would want to go an extra mile after being forced to do an initial mile? No one. But listen to how this could go. A Roman soldier says to a Christian, hey you, carry my pack. The Christian says, yes sir. And then he joyfully starts walking along with the soldier. After one mile, the soldier says, okay, you can put it down now. The believer says, I would really like to carry it another mile for you. The shocked soldier says, why would you do that? The Christian explains, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ, and he told us to do this for you. The soldier asks, who is this Jesus you follow? So by carrying the pack an extra mile, it not only showed him the love of God, but opened up an opportunity to tell him about Jesus. For us here at Shiloh, to go the second mile, to partake in second mile giving, means that we are willing to sacrifice a little bit more of our time, a little bit more of our money to give above our regular tithe, to allow God to create those discipleship opportunities and ultimately change the world. So now you're probably still wondering why in the world the uh, setup is different here today. Right? Now, I promise we're not crazy. 
It was intentional. So I want you to think about right now, why did you choose to sit where you sat? Did you choose the most comfortable chairs out here in the front? (laughs) Not to point you out or anything. (laughs) Maybe you chose based on location. Maybe your friend was sitting there and you just wanted to sit by them. Or maybe you just sat down in an empty seat, didn't really care, and just, you know, popped a squat. (laughs) For lack of better terms. Regardless, you chose to sit somewhere. Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Those comfortable chairs out in the front, that's your Jerusalem. So your comfort zone. This could be maybe your house or maybe the city where you live. And then the lifetime chairs with the white chairs with the tables could be Judea. Maybe this is the United States. And then the white chairs in the very back, just the chairs, refers to Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And these are representing places in the world where we would not feel comfortable going. So this is a visual representation of that verse. In that verse, in Acts 1-8, Jesus does not say we are only going to Jerusalem our comfort zone. He says that we are to be witnesses everywhere. So no matter how comfortable or maybe uncomfortable you feel, God God has called us to spread his love everywhere. We are to start right here in our community and then spiral out so that we can begin to change the world. I've talked a lot about being vital to our community, which is one major way that we can begin to impact those around us. There is one particular organization that we have been supporting for many years. Our partnership with them continually strengthens and we are beyond ecstatic to continue supporting them and finding ways that we can help them more and more so that they can help those right here in Jasper, in our community. And today we have the absolute pleasure of welcoming the executive director of this organization who was so willing and overjoyed to come today and speak to you all. Would you please welcome Joyce Fleck from TriCap. Good morning, everyone, and thank you, Jessica, for the intro and Pastor Dan for inviting me in. I really am happy to be here and see a lot of more familiar faces that I didn't realize were members of the Shiloh community. When she mentioned comfort zone, it's not comfortable running a nonprofit organization. It's not comfortable for our clients to walk in the door and ask for help either. But I'm here to give this presentation. There are photos running behind me. I won't, well, they can scroll anytime. I won't go through all of this. There, I can talk for days, as Jessica said, about TriCap. There's so much information. I have about 15 minutes, maybe a little longer. But in your bulletins, there's information. If you could pull that out and take it uh, with you, it's going to take you a while to read all this. I can't read all of it to you, but I believe there are pencils on the tables. And I'm going to have you help me. You didn't realize you are going to be part of this presentation today. So if you see 
a piece of paper that looks like this sitting near you, please grab it. We don't want any of these numbers to, you know, this one's blank, but to, to go unnoticed. We're going to start off with number one. I believe it's over here, and I don't know where the rest of them are after that, but number one, if you would, please, there you go. So she's going to represent number one. What I'm reading about is just please take your pencils and circle at least one thing from the papers in this bulletin that you learn new, maybe while I'm talking today, maybe tonight when you get home. If you learn something new, please share that with someone else because they don't know either. There's a lot of information here and a lot of ways you can help, a lot of ways we have maybe even helped some in the room. You, may, you never know. All right, so please take those and keep that in mind. The next number is 15. Who has 15? There we go, 15. So TRICAP has about 15 different service areas, and that looks like this paper here inside. It does take a while to go through all of this. I'll go as quickly as I can because they said, please you know, let us know what you do. Well, our health, housing, and education services change lives, empower families, and, and improve communities. And how do we do that? We do that in a number of different ways. We provide utility assistance to people in need that are income eligible. We provide weatherization assistance for their homes, whether they own or rent, to keep that utility expense down going forward. We provide the individual development accounts, one of my favorite, favorite programs. We have about five openings left, so please, if you don't know what else to circle, circle that one and tell someone. So if you have a working individual that income qualifies, by the way, the income guidelines are on the back side. If you're not sure, we'll help you through all of that. But that program, it's actually changed from the time that this was written. The, the rules change all the time. Like I said, this is not comfortable. There, you have to keep up with moving parts all the time. But now it is written where, um, and by the way, I'm not sure which photos are scrolling, but you will see Mark Mesmer up here with a couple of our staff members. That, I'm talking about the IDA program. They, we were asked to go and testify at the State House about this program to get more funding for these match dollars. It is a big deal. It is a life changer. So for someone that is, it reads a little different than what you're reading now, but for every dollar that they, that they save and put aside and sit through the financial literacy, which can even be one-on-one, -on -one, they earn three dollars, matching dollars, to go towards a financial goal such as purchase of a home, uh, structural improvements if they already are a homeowner, a purchase of a vehicle in these rural areas to get to work or to improve their education so that they can increase their earning power or um, actually to start a business. We've had people do all of the above, so it's a great, great service. Foreclosure prevention services, yes, we help people who are homeowners and if they lose income through no fault of their own, a layoff of a job, a death of a spouse, a major illness where they cannot work any longer. We've helped save, you'll, you'll see the numbers in a bit, how many homes we've saved from foreclosure from the situations like that. We have affordable and senior family housing right here in Dubois County. We're still creating more, and I'll have numbers for that later too. The USDA rural development loans, those are residential loans for folks who maybe don't qualify for a traditional mortgage through on the market. They're because, primarily because their credit scores are too low. We, can, we, we underwrite those loans for USDA. We're, by the way, we're a nonprofit. I think she mentioned that. We're not, we're not USDA. We, the federal government shutdown did not affect us at all. Um, but we provide those loan packaging for folks who need it, and usually they get a below market rate mortgage uh, rate. So we can turn a lot of people's lives around and make them a homeowner in that way. Head Start. I'm sure you see, oh, this is our staff members listed up here. But Head Start, you're going to see a lot of pictures of kids. We don't take pictures of what we do very often. We're really bad about not, you can't get photos of some of the stuff that I'm telling you about. But Head Start is ages three, four, and five preschools. It sounds like it's a preschool, right? Free preschool. You have a preschool here. Well, what this program is, 
there's more to it than what it sounds and what meets the eye. There's a parent component with it as well. And that, that's actually where our, our fatherhood stuff, our fatherhood stuff comes in to play with that program. And we're working with the entire family and some of my favorite successes from that program have nothing to do with the children in the classroom, but how it turned the whole family around. You can go on our website and read some of those client success stories anytime. Uh, private preschool is just extra slots that Head Start does not pay for, so we can help provide an extra preschool for a few extra slots in that way. Retired and senior volunteer program, you do not have to be retired. As long as you're age 55 and older, you can help us do some service out in the community. The Healthy Families program, you'll see a picture of a little, little one on the floor up here. Um, we're, we're helping, it's a child abuse prevention awareness program is actually what it is. It's, it can be very stressful. If, you're, if your life is stressed already and then you have a new baby and it's your first one, you, it, it could turn your world upside down. We're helping with child developmental screenings. We're helping the moms, the new moms and dads learn what to do with this new baby and guide them through all the resources and referrals that they need. Family development, I'm going too slowly probably. Family development is one where we uh, can help any client of any of these services that we have at TRICAP to set their goals and work with them one-on-one -on -one to meet their goals. The family planning program is family planning, not Planned Parenthood. We do not do abortions, but we provide birth control methods for men and women of sexually trans, you know, sexual child reproductive age, but we also have uh, identification. We can diagnose and treat sexually transmitted diseases of various forms. Healthcare navigation services, that program is really taking off. Of course, it's law now that everyone must have health insurance, so we have helped a good number of people of all income levels um, securing their insurance needs, but we, we do not sell insurance, we do not receive commissions. We, are, we have federally certified navigators who are unbiased and help everyone in whatever situation that they have. Again, you'll hear more numbers about that later. The Breast Cancer Services Program, the Race for the Cure, Evansville, Coleman's Race for the Cure, the, the pink ribbon on the license plate, the Indiana Breast Cancer Alliance. They fund a lot of these services for every dollar that we give to pay for men, men get breast cancer too, but for the men and women who are underinsured, and that's a very expensive cancer, as all, all cancers are, we can usually get $6 more written down off of their medical bill from the $1 towards this grant funding that we put towards it. And Dubois County Cares, it, that's a presentation for another whole other day, but if, if you're involved in Dubois County Cares, I commend you. That is a huge organization. TRICAP is merely the fiscal agent for it to help secure the federal grant and, and manage that federal grant. Someday it will spin off into something bigger than it is now, and I'm, I can't wait. That'll be so exciting. So that's a little bit about what we do. That's more that sounds like more than 15 things, but uh, the next number is 53. I hope somebody grabbed all these numbers from the tape. There we go, 53. So you're all part of this presentation. TRICAP has been serving our community for 53 years, starting in 1966. Of course, a lot has changed in these decades, but the local needs persist. You can actually find our local uh, community needs assessment out on our website, and it was done in conjunction with a statewide community needs assessment, they, but they drilled down only on our service area. Our top three needs, are, according to our clients, access to affordable health care, well, we're trying to help with that, affordable quality housing, we're working on that, and emergency funds needed for utility assistance. Those are the three big needs. How can Shiloh help? Well, you'll, you'll see. You already have more than you realize. Um, 61, someone have, maybe, maybe not. So, there we go, 61, Cindy. So our TRICAP service area spans over 61 counties throughout Indiana, Illinois, and Kentucky. A lot of people don't realize that, but 
Of course, our headquarters are here in Jasper. Our core service area is Dubois Pike and Warwick counties. Those three counties means the, the TRI for three, TRI and TRICAP. CAP is the acronym for Community Action Programs. The only service that we provide out of state are those Coleman breast cancer service dollars. There is a community action agency, by the way, that covers all 92 counties and every county in the, in the country. There's a, there are 22 of us in the state of Indiana, and there are about 1,000 of us across the country. Okay, this number should look familiar, 47546. There we go. All right. Despite our, our wide catchment area, Jasper's zip code, according to all of our data, is the, where the majority of our clients reside, believe it or not. That's people, I don't say that, I get a chance to say that very often, but it is true. Okay, 80, number 80, there we go. So you saw the big group picture up here somewhere. We have about 80 employees, plus a few substitutes for our, for, for our classrooms. We can always use more substitutes. But our most recent staff picture is the one that you saw. You can imagine that our staff are spread pretty thin. The next card has several numbers on it, 25, 30, 40, 100, sounds like an auction, there we go. Um, we have several federal grants, as I mentioned, that require local support before we can receive these dollars. We, before we can bring your federal dollars, your tax dollars back home, we have to provide local support for that. So those match dollars range from 25% of the dollar, for 30%, 40%, in some cases 100%. So our clients raise the majority of the 25% match for Head Start through their time helping with special projects. It's not always dollars. Sometimes it's the value of the volunteer hours, too. Um, you can help, too, by doing whatever, I mean, there's in your, in your bulletin, the little thing that's stapled to the back. These are only suggestions, and I promise I won't go through those, too. But those are just suggestions of ways you can help us meet all those local match. Whatever ideas you can come up with, we can talk and see what we can do. It's really, uh, oh, also, you've, maybe some of you have been on these bus tours that we do at TriCap. That's one of the ways that we meet this local match through those fundraising efforts. So we're always having to do a little bit of that, too. You can sit on our board of directors. You can sit on a policy council. You can, it's just, it's, it's infinite, you know, how many different ways you can help. Um, the next number is 196. Who has one? There we go in the back. TriCap and our development partners have created 196 affordable rental units for Dubois County since 2010. Um, I won't go through how many are senior, how many, I have the list here, but in the essence of time, I'll stop. But I just want you to know all of those units were cleaned up, blighted, and foreclosed properties. So we've definitely left the community better than we found it. Next, we have 5,580, 2,291. Those are big numbers, right? Um, we served a total, now I don't have 2018 numbers yet tallied, so this is still from 2017. We served a total of 5,580 individuals from 2,291 unduplicated households. 52% of these clients had incomes below 100% of the federal poverty line, which is currently $12,140 annually for a single person or $25,100 for a family of four. That gives you some idea of our clientele. I have um, a few more stats. I don't have numbers on the audience, but 950 of these 2,291 households derive their income solely from employment. Let that sink in for a minute. They're working and they still income qualify. 245 additional households were employed, but also receiving additional benefit dollars. 727 of these 2,291 households received Social Security retirement income. So we are serving a lot of senior citizens that are on a fixed income. They, they still need help. 323 of these households received some sort of disability income. That gives you some idea of who we're serving, if you're wondering. Next, I have 836, somewhere in the audience. There we go. So we serve a variety of individuals. You, can, you may find that you have some things in common, too, with our clients. 
In 2017, 836 of these households served were homeowners. There's a big misconception, isn't it? They're homeowners. 10 of our family units were homeless. 327. Anyone have that number? Maybe they didn't sit near it. Okay, 327. Again, we serve a variety of individuals. 327 of our clients from 2017 had earned either a two or four year college degree. Sometimes that's not, doesn't protect you from being in a vulnerable situation. 29 and 12. I mean, have 20, there we go. From the 30 homes that our agency weatherized during 2017, the gas utility savings averaged 29% and the electric utility savings averaged 12%. Wouldn't we all like to have some utility savings on our, on our own homes? So if you don't income qualify, you can still call us and we can do the fee for a price. We just can't give you the free federal grant funded service. And that, that extra money is it's sort of a fundraiser and it helps us keep going. 509, no, no, there we go. 509 homes have been saved from foreclosure due to the work of TRICAP since 2011. Let that sink in for a minute. The first one in the state was in Pike County in 2011 with our agency. That's, that's huge. Um, 121 and 596, there we go. Last year, this is still, now this is actually 2018 numbers because this has greatly changed from 2017. It keeps growing and growing. Last year, TRICAP assisted 596 individuals with their health care coverage needs and questions and fully enrolled an additional 121 in some type of health care coverage with our federally certified health care navigators. 178. Someone's part of this. There we go. Last year, TRICAP saw 178 family units who needed crisis assistance with rent or utilities. Now, that is outside of our energy assistance federal program. These are people who maybe did not qualify. They were over income, but they still had this emergency need. And I just want to say thank you, Shiloh Church, for helping us meet that need with your financial assistance. Because the next number, I don't know where it is, is 54,000. Who has 54, there we go, in back. Shiloh Church has generously donated over $54,000 to TRICAP since 2002. That's as far back as our records go for donations. That's an average of three dollars to $4,000 a year over that period of time. This helps your church to not spend the resources that you maybe did before that time to have a person sitting here meeting with someone coming in the door, needing emergency assistance. The funds that you're donating to TRICAP in such a consistent manner have helped us greatly, and you. You're not having to sit and meet with one, someone one-on-one, -on -one, and you're referring them to us, and then we have funds to help them. So that is just huge. I want to thank you for your consistent support. You do so much more in the community than money. I know I'm standing here, it sounds like I'm talking about money, but some of the pictures there, the, those, those laundry baskets, you had a few extras, and Jessica called us and said, could you distribute these to some of your clients? And we said, sure. This is February. And I'm still hearing how excited the clients were that received those baskets because it was so they weren't suspecting it. They were so surprised and so overwhelmed by that touch of love, you know, the simple things in the basket. So one more time, I just want to say, you know, you might be the one that needs help someday or lead someone in need to get help. So these papers that you have here will help you uh, do that. They're the resources that you need to, to refer someone to us. You can make a difference in the lives of so many people so close to home, whether it's through TRICAP or some of these other nonprofits. I, like I think I told someone earlier, a lot of these your local nonprofits are run by individuals who used to work for TRICAP. It just makes the community stronger. They never go away. We, we all still work together, so it's great. Uh, but thank you for having me today and for the support that Shiloh Church has given us it, over this length of time. I, I really appreciate it. So hats off to all of you. You've been great. Thank you.
Um, I'd like you to take just a second to think about God's word for a moment. I'm going to read to you from uh, first letter to the Hebrews chapter 4. Just listen this time. Uh, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our, our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but one who is in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so this passage reminds us that Jesus is the one to whom all of this is dedicated. Everything we've talked about today, every penny you've spent, every uh, minute of worship that you've put in, all the effort and energy that's gone into everything we do here is all for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason is, is because everything we're trying to do for others is what he has done for us first. Everything that we try to do for others is because of what he has done first for us. Jesus saw our need and saved us from our troubles. Jesus is the one who loved us when we were quite unlovable. Jesus meets us wherever we are, whatever our station in life, under any circumstances of our lives, and brings us to the throne of the Father's grace. He is a priest. That is to say, he is the one who carries the message between the people who don't know God, and the God who eagerly desires to have the people he loves in his household with him. The next passage I want to share with you is from the first letter of Peter in chapter 2. He said, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture. It states in Scriptures, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe. That didn't sound right. I'm going to read that again. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who are, do not believe, That stone is the stone the builders rejected. And yet that stone has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobeyed the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. What Peter is saying to you is, is now, just as Jesus was the great high priest or the one who represented us to God, now he has made us his representatives to God, to the world. To put it in a more simple way, Jesus made you his body. Jesus made you the body of Christ. I want you to really think about this for a second because it still is so profound that it kind of blows me away to think about it. This is what Jesus has done. He has 
ascended to heaven, sits at, on the Father's throne now, and because he has given us the Holy Spirit, he has made us one with him and one with the Father so that we are Christ to the world. You are Christ to the world. What you do when you care about people in need, what you care, when you care for one another, when you reach out to someone who seems hopeless or lost or someone who's troubled and going through a difficult time, and the truth is we all are. The truth is there's nobody here that hasn't felt lost and abandoned or hopeless at times. Everyone needs saving. And we are the ones who God has called, just as the song we've been hearing all morning says, we're the ones that he made for this purpose. And so today, you are being asked to do what you do because you are his body. You're being asked to use the financial resources that God has given you. It was God's first, you know. You're being asked to give your time and your energy and your love and your grace enhanced by the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can be Christ to this world around us. As we go to the communion table together, we always invite the Holy Spirit to make us Christ for the world, that is to make us the bread that is the body of Christ to the world. And bread feeds. And that is what you're called to do. Going the second mile, as Jessica said so eloquently, is a way of saying that once Maybe everybody once can do something very generous. Once everybody can do something very good. But to go the second mile says that you're going to do this consistently, that you're going to consistently support those things that make the world better in the name of Jesus Christ. You're going to consistently support with your treasure and your time and your talent. These are the things that we ask you to do today. In the name of going the second mile, we invite you to make a commitment today to the second mile. Jessica, you want to come up here and help me by telling everybody exactly how they can do that, please. So like Dan said, today we are making a promise to God that we will go that second mile and give above our tithe and give more of our time serving to really spread God's love and to be his disciples. But it starts with us. Like Joyce said, we are the one. We have to be willing to allow God to use our times, talents, and money for his good. So if you would take out the pledge or commitment card that's in your bulletin, I want to explain that because I know sometimes it's really confusing. And while I'm talking, feel free to start filling it out if you understand it. So on the right side, wait, wrong side, this side, the right side, you can fill out your name, your email, your phone number, and then below that you can check or write in where God is leading you to give your second mile. Whether that's a little bit more than you give for your tithe, or if you feel called to give of your time and service, or a combination of both, that is great. We added this committing to serve section this year because we realized how important not only the financial support is for outreach and missions, but how extremely important it is to have those willing to go out into our community and be those disciples. So by committing to give or serve, you are making a promise to be faithful to Shiloh's outreach and mission work. Maybe this means a portion of your regular giving is designated to missions. 
Maybe you saw the specific organizations in the bulletin or on the slides that, that we donated in 2018 to, and you want to give to that, to those ones specifically through Shiloh's Missions Fund, then that's fantastic. If you do decide to give to a specific organization, just in the future, make sure that you write on your memo line on your check or in the giving envelope exactly where you want that to go so that we can make sure that it goes to your desired location. Now, before I go any further, I need to clarify because, again, this can get confusing. This card today is solely a promise, a written commitment. We are not asking for money right now. We've already collected the offering. So this is a promise for all of 2019. So whatever you feel led to give, that's your decision on how much and when. On the very bottom of that pledge card, it says this. There's a checkbox that says this, and this is extremely important. I believe this is a defining moment, and I will not hold back. I prayerfully commit to step out in faith and pledge to give above my regular tithe and more of my time serving those in my community through Shiloh. When you fill this out, we promise that we will only contact you if you have checked to commit to serve. We will not contact you concerning any financial giving. This is a step out in faith. You are trusting God that he will use your gifts to bless others, even if that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. Carrying a 60-pound backpack an extra mile is uncomfortable, but if that's what it takes for others to know Jesus, I am willing. Are you? So the left side of that card, that's for your records. I would suggest filling that out as well, tearing that off, and taking that home with you. Maybe placing that somewhere where you see it every day to remind yourself of that commitment. Maybe put it on your fridge. And on the bottom of the section, it says this. We've partnered with Shiloh United Methodist Church. We believe that it is possible to change our community and world through giving, not just financially, but by going out into our city and beyond, by being disciples and seeking disciples for Jesus Christ. If you check that you would like to commit to serving, I will be contacting you to connect your amazing gifts to the various opportunities that we have here at Shiloh and to any organization that we support, like TriCap. And you might be thinking right now, what kind of serving opportunities are there? If you looked at that bulletin at the um, organizations that we supported this year, the, there are tons of things that, that we help with. So if there's something that you saw there, let me know. I would take that part of the bulletin home, too, with all the pictures. I would put that on your fridge. Look at it every day. Think about it. Pray over it. Maybe God is leading you to help with something specific, or maybe he is calling you to something brand new that we haven't done here before. And if you want more information on any service opportunities that we have, I typed up a full page, and I'm telling you, there are way more than this absolutely a ton more but I thought that I would give you guys an idea because I know sometimes we're like what in the world do we even do so I wanted you guys to have a tangible thing so if you want that I have a paper copy you can come see me afterwards if you have the church app I did send that in a notification so you should already have that 
And if you ever have any questions about serving opportunities, any questions about missions and outreach, you have ideas or anything, please come see me, contact me, because I would love to talk with you about any of those. And we would love to give you opportunities for God to use those and use you in a mighty way. So as you are filling these out, we will have, if the ushers can go around, is that okay? Whomever were the ushers? If they can go around and pick those up right now, is that okay? Okay. And after we've collected those, we are going to total them as, quick, as quickly as possible while the band plays. So while you're finishing totaling those, I actually wanted to share some quotes from the ladies' conference that we had yesterday. And for the ladies that went, you know how amazing it was. It was, it spoke to me like none other. And what's so cool is that the whole conference was about discipleship, and that's what we're about here. That's what we're trying to be about. So here are a few quotes. You're a disciple maker right where you are. It's not just for the pastor, the staff, or missionaries. Pay attention to the missional impulses God is telling you. And giving activates abundance. When you give, you multiply. Thank you guys for your time. Just continue filling those out. We're going to get those done. And I just hope and I pray that we can change the world, that God can use us, and we can be vital to this community. Thank you. Oh, uh-huh.